When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code SPOTIFY to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code SPOTIFY at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code SPOTIFY. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> the uh, Ohio State loss, um, Rod, another ugly loss for Michigan State, um, just couldn't seem to get the offensive going, uh, a little flat again, um, defense wasn't all that great, what what are your takeaways from this one too, uh, this is getting ugly here. Well, um if you want to really work hard to put a silver lining on it, some improvement from the Rutgers game, but if we're using a 30-point loss <laughs> as a benchmark, you know. Um, I, I think the, the most telling thing to me was this. Um, Michigan State, you know, we for as long as the Tom Izzo program has been around. My feeling has been, and, and history bears this out, if Michigan State is more or less even in attempts to score, so field goal attempts, um, free throw attempts, meaning that the other team doesn't have a distinct advantage when you total up turnover differential and offensive rebounding differentials, so if they play them even that way, mm-hmm. Michigan State's going to win, you know, 90-some percent of the time. I don't know if that number is exactly correct, but it's it's got to be in that relative ballpark. Because generally speaking, a Tom Izzo team is going to hold you, the opponent, to worse shooting than Michigan State is going to shoot from the floor. That's you know, you always have odd games where maybe that they shoot better than somebody from the field, but they lose a game at the free throw line. You know, but I'm talking about generally speaking. This game, the scoring attempts were pretty much even, which was not a given. You know, Michigan State's been rebounding terribly, and Ohio State is a very good turnover team, and Michigan State's really struggled. Well, turnover differential was one. MSU had 10, Ohio State had nine. Rebounding, Michigan State had nine offensive rebounds, Ohio State had six. Overall rebounds were 38, 37 Ohio State, but that's not, that's not the critical number. Mm-hmm. It's the offensive rebounds that tell the story. So, and at the free throw line, you know, Michigan State actually ended up with two more free throw attempts 
than Ohio State had, 31 to 29. Each team hit 23 free throws. So more or less even there. The difference in a 17-point game was shooting from the floor, specifically from two, because Ohio State shot, they were six for 18 from three, so not great, but, you know, okay, Michigan State, five for 24, so they took a lot more. But the, the difference is clearly Ohio State took more twos than MSU did, and they made a lot more. Ohio State shot 45.5% from the floor. We talked about that they came in number five in the country in offensive efficiency. I didn't see anything in this game to make me believe that that um, is a flattering number. They were mm. very, very good. You, you, you watched the way they played and relentlessly – took advantage of mismatches, um, used a variety of either pure posts, penetration, good ball movement on the perimeter, whatever it was, in a variety of ways. They got good shots, and they made them. I do think one thing that Michigan State improved today was I thought they got better shots than they did against Rutgers, significantly better. Yeah. And, and the turnovers were obviously about half. So that helped too. But when it came down to it, Michigan State just couldn't complete execution of plays. They couldn't make shots. I mean, when you shoot, and again, Ohio State, not a great defensive team this year. When you shoot 32% from the floor overall, 21% from three, it's, it's going to be a long day. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it was. It, it simp- you can really boil this game down to that. Ohio State, was much better from the floor than Michigan State was, 17 points better. That's the difference in the game. They made eight more field goals than Michigan State did. So that's the 17-point margin because they had one more three made than Michigan State did, so that's three. And then you take the other seven two-pointers, that's 14, that's your 17-point deficit. I That is perhaps as damning a statement as you could make about where this team is, if you're looking for that. (laughs) Because, again, this runs contrary to everything we've ever known about Michigan State basketball. When Michigan State loses games, you can usually point to turnovers, you know, maybe some missed free throws in the odd game. That's not been a chronic problem by any means, but, you know, every once in a while it is. But turnovers are usually a big part of it, and maybe the odd game where MSU just didn't compete on the boards. You know? Um, but that didn't happen here. They did those things. So on the one hand, you say, okay, they kept the mistakes to a relative minimum, and they worked hard enough on the boards that they were in it in those areas. Great. They also got themselves to the free throw line a ton. Now, some of this was the way the game was called was ridiculous. I don't, I don't mean from a, um, from a, an advantageous point of view for either side. I just mean the number of fouls that were called that were just pointless, uh, you know, by the officiating crew. Yeah. It didn't help. But, um, but you know, MSU did that too. They get to the line. I mean, you make 23 free throws in a game. That's pretty good for anybody. It's just they couldn't shoot. And, you know, right now, that's that's a big, big, big problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, 
I don't know if it – now, that also means, by the way, that's not just damning as to Michigan State's inability to shoot. There's also the fact they gave up 46% essentially from the floor against Ohio State. And Ohio State shot the ball well. They weren't going up against a bad offensive team, but nevertheless – Again, the standard at Michigan State is Michigan State's defense turns good offensive teams into average ones. Always. I mean, that's, that is the standard. Well, it isn't happening this year. I thought defensively, okay at best. At best. I think there was, there were a lot of pro, you know, I would point to individual plays. The one that really ground my gears the most actually was in the first half Julius Marble was in the game and he let Zed Key who's a freshman absolutely bury him under the baskets all Zed Key had to do when he caught the entry pass is turn around and flip it in off the board mm-hmm. that's it I mean that, that that is so unlike Michigan State basketball that you, I can't even remember the last time I saw a play like that it was one play but it, it's emblematic of some things, you know. Um, I just I don't think the post defense was good at all. Um, and again, this is a team that you would hope you'd do a little better job against because although they've got some good players, they don't have seven footers, they don't have you know guys who are two hundred eighty pounds. It's not the same physical mismatch that there is against some other teams in the Big Ten. But it didn't matter. They just they just got whipped. Yeah. So. I, I I give them credit for competing. I thought they I thought they played hard, but you know Bill Rafferty multiple times would would look at a play where a loose ball went to Ohio State, and he said, "Boy, those are plays Michigan State is used to making." And he's right. And it seemed like even though the, the rebounding numbers and the turnover numbers were were right there, I mean there wasn't much of a difference. Um. It did seem like every time there was a play to be made, Ohio State made it, and mm-hmm. MSU did. And, and I, I thought, uh, despite that, I, I guess that's maybe down to even beyond effort. That's a toughness. That's an attitude that, hey, this is my game. This is my play to make. And, and MSU just does not have that confidence right now. Um, so yeah, yeah, confidence is a key word because it seems like this is – like a systemic problem where it, it there's not one player in particular that you look at and you think there's the one, you know, that's, there's one person that does get it. You know, it, it, right. it just seems like everyone, is uh, you know, to blame for this. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. There's nobody who gets off. There's nobody you look at and say, all right, but this guy is making is, is, is not at fault here. He's playing. No, it's it's team wide. I mean, look. If again, if you if you want to look for mildly encouraging things, you know, um, Joey Hauser had eleven points. He was five for eleven from the floor, only one for five from three. But that was a better game than he's had the last couple. Josh Langford scored fourteen. Of course, it took him fifteen shots to get it, so it wasn't exactly efficient. Um, Hauser, going back to Hauser, at least I thought there were, again, a couple of flashes where they went to him in the post, but I'm going to continue saying it. When jumpers are not falling for you, you this team has to reorient how they're playing. They have to. And that I put squarely on the coaching staff. 
and and I don't know how long they're going to wait to do it. You know, they may it may be that they disagree completely with my assessment that they've got guys who can actually play that way. I believe they do. Um, they may not share it, but at this point, God, how could it be any worse? Yeah. Look look at what Ohio State got done out of having an effective post game. You know, and and yeah, okay, you could say, well, MSU doesn't have an EJ Liddell. Okay, maybe, but they've got guys who can do things down low, and they don't do it. I, I just look at a kid like Justice Suing used his body today to get points, not necessarily on post ups, but when he would drive the ball and then just kind of physically use his body to create space to allow himself to finish. I don't know what he ended up with. Yeah, he had 17, 17. points. Yeah. So he had a nice game. Um, you know, and he was 9 for 10 at the line, so he got fouled a lot. What does Justice Suing have in terms of physical tools and skill set that Aaron Henry does not possess? Anything? I think Aaron Henry's stronger. Yeah. And I think he's more athletic. He's not producing. I mean, Aaron had 10 points. He was 2 for 8 from the floor. I mean, it's just... Yeah, they they've got a Michigan State has to reorient what they're doing though. There's there's just no doubt in my mind about that. Twenty four threes when you're shooting the way they are, and granted some of that was because they were down. I'll, I'll admit that they're trying to get back in the game, but it's this is still way too much pick and roll for a team that's just not particularly good mm-hmm. at that at that element of the game right now. So find something else. You know, and and I I realize that's really easy for me to say and a lot harder to do when you're in the situation that they're facing. I get it, but it's things aren't going to change unless that does, in my opinion. They can't keep playing this way and think that they're going to win consistently. Mm. Yeah. Um, You know, you look at the marble 16 points, six. Six point or uh, sixteen minutes, six points, five rebounds. Probably the most we've seen Marble play in a um, while. Yeah, but even he, it wasn't like they're steady uh, feeding, you know, feeding him on the blocks. No, nope. nope. <laughs> he had one nope. nice play where he got it kind of at the free throw line and uh, and drove and, it. Yeah, saw it and and drove it and got to the line. Um, yeah, I mean, it's right. If you if you're playing Julius Marble, why the hell is he not getting post touches? Mm-hmm. It's the one thing we know for sure he can do well. I mean, he's got defensive issues, and and I don't think he's proven to be a great rebounder, despite you know the potential that people talk about. He hasn't proven that defensively. It's rough. I mean, I mentioned that play that Key buried him on. He had he had another one, just terrible pick and roll defense where Liddell slipped and, and got an easy one at the rim because Julius was a full second late and realizing what the hell was going on. Um, but God, if you're going to play him, at least do that. At least get him touches, mm. you know, and, and MSU just, yeah, just refuses for some reason. So if that doesn't change, I don't think things are changing overall for this team. I mean, they could have the odd game where they're just hot. And they're hitting jumpers, but I mean in a sustained way. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you look at the keys, right? Offensive execution. You know, better 
in some ways, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the turnovers are way down. I think the quality of look that they got was far better than against Rutgers. You know, they got a lot of good looks from three. They really did. They just didn't make any. You know? Um, so if you're talking about execution, it depends how you define execution. If you're talking about that as creating good shots, it was improved. Not good enough. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, oh, they should have won this game. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it was a lot better, which is to be expected. They, they had, yeah. Coming off the delay, they're playing now again. They're practicing now again, so you would hope it would be better, and it was. The passing was a little sharper. Still wasn't sharp, but it was a little sharper. Um, so they did all those things while they just didn't finish plays. I mean, Jesus, how many how many plays around the rim did they not finish? Mm-hmm. How many times was there a guy getting hacked around the rim who didn't finish for an end one? I can think of at least three, and, I, and there might have been more. That stuff, come on. I mean, it's just maddening to watch. But that's where they're at right now. You said it. No confidence. None. Yeah, they left a lot of one-and-ones on the table, too. That, uh, too. Despite the the fact they shot shot free throws well as a team, they were 74%. I can't bag on that. You're right. There were uh, two or three opportunities where they blew one-and-ones that could have resulted in even more uh, free throw attempts. Um or conversions, you would hope. But, yeah. Uh, the second key turnovers, uh, which the final number wasn't bad. You'd mentioned it already, 10 to 9. Um, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, you you can live with that. And we haven't mentioned it yet here, but it is worth mentioning. Uh, the A.J. Hogard experiment appears to be over, at least to the degree that we were seeing. He played... What did he play? He only played five minutes, and I think they were all in the first half. We saw Foster Lawyer for 21 today. Mm-hmm. Some of that is because Gabe Brown's out, but um, and that'll change. Foster's minutes will go back down. There's a domino effect there. But, um, you know, Rocket Watts played 27 minutes and started at the point. And I, I got to tell you, I think it's the right move. I really do, because... Granted, today was a another really, really rough game offensively, but I don't know how anyone can make a case that at this point that Michigan State's offense is better for having taken Rocket Watts off the ball almost entirely. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see that. So, and today they got off to a pretty good start with that lineup. You know, there was none of what we saw in Rutgers at the start of each, each half where they were just so rough and couldn't get anything going. They actually got off to a good start offensively. It's just that so did Ohio State. I mean, you couldn't stop them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Rocket was, I thought, solid. Um, two assists, two turnovers. I mean, individually, he didn't have a knockout game in that way. But I, I just think if you're looking to maximize what you can get out of this roster, I, I do think that's the way to go mm-hmm. as opposed to what they've been doing. And you and I talked about it at the time they made this pronouncement. I, I got to say, I didn't believe at that time that offense was the problem. It is now, but it wasn't then. And I still, other than if Rocket himself, as has been reported, was just adamant he didn't want to play the position, I, that's the only reason for it that I would buy because – I they were not in a terrible spot. Were they Were they the teams we've seen the last couple of years? Of course not, but they were never going to be that. 
Mm-hmm. You lose Cassius Winston, you're not going to be that. It was I just didn't see it as this big problem that had to be solved. You know, and so I'm in in again the tiny tiny silver linings out of this. Maybe that's one that they seem to have junked what they were trying to do and gone back to what I think is probably the approach that gives them the best chance. Yeah. You could still play AJ some, but, and let him learn, but yeah, this was not working the other way they were going. Uh, and then, uh, re, uh, boards is the third key. Yeah. No complaints. Yeah. Again, other than the fact that I think every time, there was, it seemed like, and this is always anecdotal, I'd have to rewatch that game, which I'm not inclined to do to know this is the case for sure, but it seemed every time there was kind of a momentum play to be made, like, you know, maybe MSU's got, I mean, they only got it, they were down half, 12 at the half, they got it down to nine, was the closest they were in the second half, so they never made a real run. But there were a few moments where you could kind of feel, hey, if they can get a stop, then then maybe that's the sign that a run can happen. You know, I think about when they got it down to nine. Mm-hmm. You know, they had those moments where they had it fluctuating between 12 and 10 for a while there in the second half. Um, and it just seemed whenever there was a big play to be made, Ohio State was making it, meaning they were getting a key offensive rebound or Michigan State wasn't getting an offensive rebound on, on their end. You know, they, I, I, I'm not saying MSU didn't do a respectable job rebounding the ball, but it wasn't, um, it, it just seemed like Ohio State maybe had the, the bigger moments, but not a decisive edge either way, which again, we're also, we're dancing with faint praise here because this is Michigan State we're talking about, right? Yeah. You're supposed yeah. to beat people up on the boards. So the fact that we could say, yeah, you know, have a slight edge, <laughs> that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. But but in this game, it is, it, the way things are. You know, but yeah, they, they they didn't get they didn't get beat up the way Rutgers did. So positive. Uh, and then threes. Yeah, yeah. no. Yikes. I mean, they did a pretty good job, I thought, defensively after a bad start. Um, early in that, that first half, I saw people bitching about Kithier being uh, sagging and letting Liddell get a three. EJ Liddell's a sub-30% shooter from three. I wasn't bothered by that. I was bothered by the way they defended Arns early. His first one was just wide open. There was a play later in the game where Josh fouled him on a three, which was terrible. Now, thankfully, he he actually ended up missing the first two free throws. But um, I didn't think they were great early, but I can't really complain about six for 18. Mm. You know, I, that that's okay. The problem was... What we were really talking about was not holding Ohio State down because they're, they're not a dominant three-point shooting team this year, um, other than Arns. But rather, we were talking about, hey, Michigan State needs to start getting some production. Well, five for 24 is not going to get it done. And again, I think they got more good looks than they did against Rutgers, but not nearly enough. And I'll also say this. I don't know how you felt. We are seeing some of the 
ugliest misses. Oh yeah, that's I was gonna say that that I can ever recall. I mean, guys were just air balls, just not even close. Yeah, good shooters. Yeah, that Malik Hall just barely hit the rim. Yeah, Foster Lawyer had a bad looking shot. Um, Langford had some. Rocket had some. I mean, oof. Henry, it's not good. Yeah, that's 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 bad from three. That's for sure. Um, and then defense. What was? I guess your overall take on the defense. Um. By by this year's standards, C. By mm. normal Michigan State program standards, let's just say lower than that. Um. I say C because Ohio State didn't break 50% from the floor. And there were times, on occasion, stretches, where I thought Michigan State defended adequately. But, man, I've been of the belief that perimeter defense has been the really, really big problem this year, and I still believe that to be the case. But in this game, post-defense was really poor. I mean, I keep going back to that Zed Key play against Marble, but he wasn't the only one. I mean, they just – and the other thing that's interesting is you're not seeing any of the normal trademarks from Michigan State. There's very little digging down when a post player is getting the ball on the blocks. You're not seeing guards digging to disrupt him. I wouldn't expect to see double teams, and we didn't. Um, but they're not doing anything to disrupt that, which is weird. And it, what it tells me is that Izzo may have that little amount of faith on his perimeter guys to be able to recover. Mm. That he's figuring, you know what, I'm going to take my chances. Which is, again, damning, if that's the case. Um, so, yeah, not not great. Not great. Um, but they weren't as bad, believe it or not, as they've been in some other games. So, Probably somewhere in the middle of the performances this year, because you have to. You also have to give credit. They were playing a team that's very, very, very good offensively. Mm-hmm. So that factors in. But I'm not going to sit here and say, "Boy, that's great stuff," because <laughs> again, this is Michigan State. This is a program that routinely takes very good offensive opponents and puts them in a grinder, and we're not seeing that. Ohio State, I didn't think were forced to work particularly hard for what they got. Mm. You know, we come out, if, if you if you think back to MSU Ohio State games in the past, I always go back kind of for me, the, the gold standard is that Big Ten tournament championship game in 2012, where it was Draymond Green's senior year against the Jared Sullinger, Diebler, that group, right? Um, not Diebler, I'm sorry, Jared Sullinger, Buford, that group for Ohio State. Uh, that game was a physical war. Everything that both of those teams got, they earned. It was just hard physical play for 40 minutes. And you just banged with each other. And in the end, as the last man standing was the guy who just toughed it out just a little bit more. Oh, I didn't feel Ohio State was had to play all that tough today. It was kind of easy what they got. A lot of the time, too much of the time, mm. you know. 
and and that's that's again uh, we talked about it the last the last time I think we we were talking the last time we, we did a podcast we were talking about toughness uh, you had made the well I think it was actually coming out of the Rutgers game in the post game you talked about how you know a guy is there to maybe take a hard foul and they don't yeah you know, and I said I just don't think it's this team's personality you know and we're not I'm yet to see anything to make me change my mind on that. You know, even the guys who were supposedly on the tougher end, you know, Julius Marble. I don't think Julius Marble's playing tough. You know, he's he's playing okay effort-wise, but that's different. Hmm. You know? Um, it's, uh, yeah, not a lot of answers. Not a lot of good answers here right now, you know? And here, here it comes, Tuesday night, heading to Iowa City. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this defense. now, if there's any team in this league that your offense should be able to get back on track against, it's that group. <laughs> it really, but man, I, I don't know what they're going to do with Luca Garza at this point. I mean, that was always daunting for the moment Xavier Tillman said he was going to the NBA. That was daunting, right? Mm-hmm. But now, holy Christ, I just don't know. Um, so and and Tuesday, so that's a one day turnaround. You get tomorrow. I assume they're flying to Iowa City tonight, mm-hmm. and and then they'll practice tomorrow in Iowa City, and then you have a shoot around on Tuesday, and then you go back at it again. So welcome to the COVID influenced compressed schedule. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's not pretty right now. It's not pretty. <laughs> All right, well. We'll hope for uh, at least a better performance than uh, the last two in Iowa, uh, and then we'll get the the preview up for them um, tomorrow, I guess. Uh, yep. Until then, the Final Four is not on the schedule. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G, because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 